Thank you for listening to this edition of the Christian Car Guy podcast. It's brought to you by Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road. Mr. Quick Pick is the opportunity for you to start your own roadside assistance business. If you have more investment energy than investment capital, stop working for someone else. Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road is the opportunity to have your own home-based business, working directly with auto clubs and leveraging a national brand and marketing strategy. Mr. Quick Pick helps people who have run out of gas, lock their keys in their car, or need a jump start. An A-plus rated company with a Better Business Bureau and the three-time winner of the Member's Choice Award for customer service. This could be the chance you've been looking for to serve others at the point of crisis and even share your walk with Christ. So whether you're looking for a business opportunity or in need of emergency roadside assistance, choose Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road, mrquickpick.com. Now sit back and enjoy this podcast of the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. How many times can a man turn his head and pretend that he just doesn't see? The answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind. The answer is blowing in the wind. You've lost that driving feeling Oh, that driving feeling Christian Car Guy Radio Show I say this calls for action and now Nip it in the bud Nip it in the bud You got to nip it in the bud Negotiations Bible style Bible style Bible Negotiation Bible style. The answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind. The answer is blowing in the wind. The answer is blowing in the wind. Have you ever <laughs> have you ever stopped to consider that Bob Dylan song sung here by Peter Paul and Mary? Well, this first this last week it came to me for the first time wow the answer is blowing in the wind in so many ways so on today's show i want to share several that came to me and also in the last segment today our brand new 24th episode of christian car guy theater jailhouse justice is going to play and it's action packed for sure so you're going to want to stay tuned for that but how about you have you got some answers that came blowing in the wind and you would like to share them, we'd love to hear it. Or maybe you have questions, and you've got questions for us on the Christian Car Guy Show, 866-348-7884 is the number to call in and share. Yes, this is a live show. And so many times the callers bring God to the show in so many ways with their stories and their wonderful questions. So by all means, you join in the fun, 866 348 is the number to call in. So I... I think I got three answers this week. <laughs> I believe God taught me blowing in the wind, it, you know, and it, it, it's interesting like how these things came through the wind. And uh, the first of these is in saving gas. So we're going to show you how we can save gas. That's some answers that came blowing through the wind. And then the second thing I'm going to work on is God kind of showed me through blowing in the wind a way to save General Motors. I got to share that actually on Fox and Friends years ago. And it, my belief is still is could save the automobile industry itself and provide billions of jobs 
literally billions of jobs, if we would take this answer that came blown in the wind. And thirdly, uh, eagles. Yeah. God used eagles to illustrate the Israelites' progress to maturity, and there's much to learn, I believe, in what God shares about eagles. And you can find a lot of it both in Deuteronomy 32.11 and Isaiah 40.31, and I'm going to share that uh, in the third segment today. So we got so much coming up today. Learn about saving General Motors and learning to soar. <laughs> it's eagles. Man, all this stuff is already, if you want to fast forward ahead, you can go to christiancarguy.com and look at it. We've got that whole article on the answer is blowing in the wind. There's hundreds of articles plus all the podcasts or previous shows last couple of weeks that we did uh, <laughs> Think and Grow Rich, which were phenomenally popular shows. Uh, it's amazing how many people have downloaded those podcasts. And uh, so you can listen to all our previous shows and, of course, find out about the Jesus Labor Love. That's car repair labor for single moms, widows, families in crisis. And we have some prayer requests along those lines I wanted to share with you today about some people that have contacted us with the Jesus Labor Love. And you can find out how to apply for help there, or maybe you want to donate to the cause, or maybe just know how to pray for those guys or, or take part in that. You can find about all that at ChristianCarGuy.com. So, first off, <laughs> highway, you know, the, the one answer that clearly is blowing in the wind if you're the Christian car guy is that, you know, highway driving and fuel consumption almost has everything to do with going against the wind. <laughs> I don't know if you realize it, but it takes 70% more horsepower and 20% more fuel to average a speed of 75, 70 miles an hour, 70 versus 60. I mean, let that sink in a bit. It takes 70% more horsepower and 20% more fuel to average a speed of 70 miles an hour versus 60 miles an hour. And it takes 58% more horsepower and the same 20% to go 65 versus 55. And the numbers skyrocket from there. The faster you go, it has so much less to do with weight and rolling resistance than it has to do with the force that against you and that force against you is called wind resistant, or as they call it in the car business, a coefficient of drag. Now, if you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, I have all this laid out, but there's a picture there at ChristianCarGuy.com which illustrates how well God had this figured out before we ever came on the scene. Uh, <laughs> has a picture of a mackerel, which I'll get to that in a second. And so as auto manufacturers use modern computer design techniques, we have gone from cars that used to average, as far as a coefficient of drag, when you looked at those old Model Ts and stuff, they were not exactly uh, slipstreaming through the wind there. They had coefficients of drag somewhere about 0.50, sometimes 0.60, maybe even a Jeep today looks like that. But nowadays, most cars, when you see them, they're, they're fairly aerodynamic, and they start in there somewhere around 0.30. But the truth is, those numbers don't even come close. They're not even remotely in the same game as God's numbers. <laughs> a mackerel, really, if you looked at the coefficient of drag of a mackerel, I'm talking about the fish, a mackerel, <laughs> it's 0. .0053. So you think a, a, a priestess has low coefficient of drag or maybe Lamborghini, they ain't even coming in the right world. A mackerel has 0. .0053. You're getting that. A trout you know, just an average rainbow trout has a coefficient of drag of 
half of what the average car is. So God understood this kind of thing because, you know, obviously a mackerel is engineered as a masterpiece. And when you think about our engineering, it's even more of a masterpiece. So what can we learn from a Christian car guy standpoint as far as actually managing all this air? And since we know that really most of what's happening on the highway is pushing air, what you do on the highway really is extremely important when it comes to the air. So one of the things that I have always taught is no windows down. The way I say it is over 50, it's not thrifty. (laughs) When in town, keep them down. So, you know, if you keep your windows down over 50 miles an hour, you're literally costing yourself more gas than it would be to run the air conditioner. And so when you're looking at the coefficient of drag with a car with its windows open versus not, you can see the faster you go, the more the windows down being down are an issue. So the simple rule of thumb, and I've taught it for years, is over 50. It's not thrifty. And when in town, you can keep them down. That's fine. And again, sunroofs open. I mean, holy mackerel. Having your sunroof open is another thing, especially if you're going over 50. And it's similar to, you know, if you could see the coefficient of drag on a convertible when they put the top down, you know, those are things that are just out there that a lot of people don't realize what they're costing themselves in the way of gas. Again, if you're the idea is to be as fuel efficient as you can be. Another thing that really is huge for a lot of people when they go on vacation, you see where this car top carrier. Well, since on vacation, you're usually driving almost the whole way on the highway, this could easily cost you 5% more gas or, you know, every time you're going to the pump, it's costing you another two or three bucks. So if you could buy some of that stuff that you put in the overhead carrier, you may well be able to pay for it with the money that you would save in gas <laughs> if you can skip having the car top carrier on there. So, you know, a lot of times we would take a bunch of drinks and things like that to the beach or my wife and I, we thought through that and we figured out ways to not use the car top carrier and, Again, it's more efficient. Now, one of those that surprises a lot of people, uh, and we we talk about this on the Christian Car Guy some, is with trucks. You see some people take their tailgates down. And when you put your tailgate down, believe it or not, you actually add to the drag coefficient on your truck. Because the way they're designed, in fact, if you look at some of the more modern Dodge trucks, they put a little fin on the end of that tailgate because... (coughs) Where the air comes together behind the car is what causes the drag. So when you have your tailgate up, the wind coming over the top of the car has to be further behind the car before the two pieces come together. What you're looking for is the wind that comes under the car and the wind that goes over the car. And where those two come together is the point of drag. And you might remember that Bill Elliott, when he had the ducktail, you know, Ford Thunderbird that nobody, you know, he was dominating NASCAR because... They couldn't get behind him and get the drag that they would, you know, normally, you know, get behind other cars so they could go faster. The idea being, again, that the further behind the car you can get the two pieces of air to come together, the less coefficient of drag. So you can see we've got more tips on how to save gas. Of course, we need your call. 866-348-7884. We'd love to hear your question or maybe the way that you've seen the answer come through blowing through the wind. But also, we got more on how to save General Motors. And oh my, what about these Eagles? And Christian Car Guy Theater. So much stuff. Stay tuned. 
about that is the answer blowing in the wind that's what we're talking about today on the christian car guy show we would love to know your question which you know that has everything to do with being a disciple is a disciple means a learner enthusiastic learner specifically and so how can you learn if you don't have any questions and so with those questions what are being answered by the wind and that's what we're talking about today on the christian car guy show we'd love to know your question at 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. Or maybe you have an answer that you've gotten that was blowing in the wind that you want to share a story that God enlightened you with. I would love to hear it. 866-348-7884 is the number to call in and share. We're going to save a few more dollars in gas for a minute, and then we're going to move on to another answer on the wind when it comes to car debt and how to save General Motors, and then we're going to finish up later in the show today for with eagles and how we can learn from how they use the wind and then of course there's a christian car guy theater episode jailhouse justice part one coming up in the last segment today that's action-packed and you're going to love that so i'm so glad you're joining us today and we would love for you to take part in the show we have lines open we would love to hear you 866-348-7884 and as always i would mention the website christiancarguy.com where there are podcasts of previous shows, Christian Car Guy Theater. You can download all those podcasts. There's a Christian car sales register, registry where people that sell cars, Christians, can go register so that you can see other people that, that are you or looking at buying a car in your market. You might find a Christian selling cars there at the Christian car sales, car sales registry. And there's also Christian car centers that are involved in the Jesus Labor Love. These are car repair centers. And the whole list of them, or Christian Car Care Centers, are there at christiancarguy.com. And I wanted to mention that so that you would know how to find those. Now, we were going to wrap up on these gas-saving technologies here. We had tried, or I'm trying to describe how the wind flows over a car. And if you can picture sort of a wind tunnel, and there's a body of air that's going over the top of the car, and there's a body of air that's going under the car, and where those two meet behind the car has a lot to do with changing the drag or affecting your gas mileage. And so the idea of dropping a tailgate is not a good idea because you're allowing the air to come together right behind the vehicle. Now, where this comes into play for some is they think, well, I'm going to go tailgate this big truck and I'm going to use that drag thing that they do on race cars and this is going to save me a gob of gas. Well, number one, it can get you killed. <laughs> I mean, there's just... No, it's just not safe, not even close to safe. And let me explain why it's not safe. Your brakes on your car can stop your car in however many feet. But when you think about the load that's on a heavy truck and you're tailgating that truck and that truck is going up a hill and that truck may have, you know, two tons on it. Now, when they go to hit the brakes, which they have air brakes and they're massive brakes and all that weight that's up against that hill is going to stop that truck in about the third of the distance that you can stop your car. So you think you're safe that a car can stop closer than a truck, and it can when you're going downhill. But uphill, you can't compete. <laughs> so it's, 
it's not safe uphill, downhill. It's not safe to tailgate. But the other thing to keep in mind when you're obviously out there being tailgated is that when somebody is tailgating you, they're taking your gas money, uh, especially on the highway. And it's not safe for your family to have somebody tailgating you, but it also it changes the coefficient of drag of your car, and you're literally helping pull them along. Now, truckers have known this for years, and if you ever get in behind a truck like that and they know it, you watch, they'll slow down. So you go around them because they're not going to let you, you know, piggyback on their gas, on their fuel. Because they, most of them use diesel. But the idea is that it's not safe to be tailgated. And, and it's costing you money, too. So the simple thing that trucks do is they just, you know, take their foot off the gas and the people go around. And, and sometimes on a two-lane highway, you might find yourself, and I have done this, where I just, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm putting my family at risk or whatever. You just find a convenient place to turn off, let him go by, and go on. You know, there's no sense of getting angry. You know, it's pretty easy to get into road rage. <laughs> My family would tell you how I struggle with that sometimes. But it, it really is a simple thing. You just slow down, away they go, and you're on your way. All right. So we would still love it. Maybe you have another answer on how to get better coefficient of drag out of your car and how you get great gas mileage by using the wind. 866-348-7884. I know I don't have close to all the answers. My wife would tell you that in a heartbeat. <laughs> so by all means, you call in with yours. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUE. So another answer that I believe is blowing in the wind comes from a storm. And we're going to talk a lot about this with the Eagles coming up in the in the next segment. But you know, as the storms come, then the wind starts blowing. If you tilt your sails a certain way, you know, if you set your sails to take advantage of the wind, or if you're a, a bird and you take the, your wings and use the wind in a certain way like an eagle, you can soar up above the storm. Well, how does that work when it comes to car debt? Well, how many lessons have we learned? Uh, you know, as an individual, I can just tell you, the times that I went into debt on a house, the times I went into debt to a car, God used those. God used those to teach me quite a bit. And, and literally, in a way, kind of pushed me closer to him in the middle of those storms. But car debt, as you go into it, it you end up in this place of bondage. You're in bondage to the people, the lenders, so to speak. So you know that there's so much money now that I am now giving over every single month to this car debt. And the challenge is that often people buy one car, then they trade another car and they take the debt that they had not paid down on the other car. In other words, negative equity. And they pour it into another car and they pour it into another car. And the next thing you know, they are way what they call upside down. In other words, they way, oh, way, 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 way more on this car than, than it's worth. And so this car debt has jumped up to where it's just become a monster and they have to trade every so often in order to stay what they think are ahead of the game and they keep going deeper in debt. So how can we use this storm to help us? How can we understand and how will the answer to that actually save General Motors? We're going to get to that in the next segment. And we have Jim in Richmond who is calling in. He's got a gas mileage tip or something along those lines. We would love your story. 866 866- Three four eight seven eight eight four. 
many deaths will it take till he knows that too many people have died? The answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind. The answer is blowing in the wind. The answer is blowing in the wind. That's what we're talking about today on the Christian Car Guy Show. We would love to know your answer or maybe your question. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH for the digitally gifted. And as always, we have all this stuff about car debt, about gas mileage savings, and about eagles, as we're going to talk about here in a minute at ChristianCarGuy.com, as well as hundreds of articles, podcasts of previous shows, Christian Car Guy Theater. It's all there. At ChristianCarGuy.com, we have Jim is in Richmond, and he's got a gas mileage tip for us. Jim, you're on uh, the Christian Car hey, Show. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, I've got a 96 Roadmaster. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> wagon. Okay, I've got a wagon, right? Yeah. It's got the LT1 in it. And uh, I'm I'm on the road quite a bit in my work. Uh, uh, so I got highway mileage, but that baby gets about 23 to 24 miles per gallon, which is amazing. It's awesome. And uh, I'm just, I just can't understand why they can't make, you know, with a big engine like that, a huge car like that can do that well. I think that's incredible. Do you, do you agree? I do <sighs> agree. And it's, it's, it gets back to that idea of once you get that much mass rolling and if you can keep the wind resistance down, which that car is pretty aerodynamic, oh my it, gosh, yes. it doesn't yeah, take like that a- much horsepower to actually make it go down the road. And nowadays, yeah. They actually, I'm surprised they don't make them like this anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I wish they did. They're great cars, Jim. They are, and I know and, uh, it's, it's a nice ride, isn't it? Oh <laughs> well, my! It's like it's like it, it's it's just smooth as silk, and if you need the power, it's there. Um, it it leaves people in the dust. That's all I can say. You know, I, I know if you had to do that, my dad now, is going amen question, right now. Yeah, the next question. The next question is why certain times or seasons of the year. Is the uh, is the efficiency of the gasoline uh, diminished? That's what I want to know. Why do you get good gas mileage certain times of the years and lousy gas mileage other times of the year? Have you noticed that, or is that, or am I just thinking well, that's happening? There, there is seasonally difference, and there's temperature ranges that cars run better in, and there's other ones where they don't. And so, you know, the air itself gets thicker and it gets colder. You know, it, it cars run a little bit more efficient when it gets cold, but when not when it gets real cold mm-hmm. or when it gets real hot. So you, you get right. in there, and it has to do with the temperature, and you can even find that in NASCAR that the, on certain days or the temperature is just right, you know, they can get the maximum performance. Okay, and, yeah, and there's one more question, too. <laughs> okay, sorry. That's okay. Um, what about speed? I mean, uh, you find that sweet spot on your cruise control, and right. you hit. You know, you're either going to get 60 miles per hour, 65, and you're going to get a certain amount of miles per gallon. If you go up to 72 or 75, then you're going to get even better sometimes. That's, that's, that's mind-boggling sometimes. You know, you think less miles per hour, you're going to get better miles per gallon. Well, Is that correct? It, you are absolutely correct, and that brings into another thing that it, that has to do with experimenting with your own car and getting to know it. And obviously, you've gotten to know that car really well. And in my case, I know Old Red real well. And, mm-hmm. and this has to do a tad with harmonics. And what I mean by that is a certain speed, your car goes into balance completely, and you, you've, that's the sweet spot right there because at that point in time, 
the transmission is more in balance with the with the drive shafts, et cetera, et cetera. And and that's making it more efficient because it's in balance. Are you yep. are you you seeing what I'm saying? But at a lower speed, you can feel it vibrate more, or you can feel it yep. vibrate more at a higher speed. And so, harmonics, which you know that's really advanced stuff. But when you can get that going on, you get mm-hmm. more power and more efficiency, and that's kind of what's uh-huh. going on there. So that's cool stuff. Yep. Thank you, Jim. Well, yeah, I love this vehicle. My family thinks it's. Uh, I- I'm an idiot for having it, and I'm saying you've got to, you're out of your minds. This is ten times better than any SUV out there on the road. It's got an incredible payload in it, and uh, and uh, function. When you put the uh, seats down, you put oh, a heck yeah, of a lot you of got lots of room. There. That's cool stuff. Well, God bless you, Jim. Thanks for calling. Come on. Thank All you. Right. Take care. You too. All right. Well, I want to talk a minute about the the car debt, and then we got to get to the Eagles because we got this Christian Car Guy Theater episode coming up. We can't miss that. So the car debt essentially happened because people were buying cars that they could not afford. And that storm (laughs) continues to build. It's like a thundercloud, you know, if you can picture it. (laughs) Every time you trade and you add more negative equity, you're building the height of that thundercloud. But the interesting thing is if at the point in time you decide, hey, I am going to live with my decisions and stay in that car. The way out of that situation is simply don't trade again. They would love to give you more rebates and all these ideas to get you to trade, get you to trade, get you to trade. But the truth is you are driving a value. The, the used car that you have will last as long as you do. Old Red, now with over 400,000, I think it's got 401,000 miles on it. At one point in time, you know, somebody driving it probably owed more money on it than it was worth. It did have an owner prior to me. But at the point that you decide I'm going to afford what it is that I bought, that you can actually rise above it. And at at some point in time, it may be three or four years out the road, depending on how much you still owe in your car, you will get out from underneath that bondage and you will begin to see the freedom. And when you do, you're going to be sharing with other people how that works. Well, inside of that storm, in my idea, is what happened to General Motors. They kept selling cars to people that they couldn't afford. And in doing so, they caused this tremendous amount of American debt. People got more and more and more in debt. And so they were less liable or less had less affordability to go out and buy another car because they didn't have any equity. And so the crazy thing was that the bank started (laughs) allowing people to buy cars even further out of equity and extended them out even longer terms. And more and more, there was less what I would call liquidity in the market. And so car sales at some point in time collapsed. But when you go back to what Henry Ford said, you can see I did a uh, on Fox and Friends an interview years ago. What Henry Ford set out to do and what put millions of Americans to work, and in my view still has us working today, was he wanted to build a car that Americans could afford to buy with you know, less than four or five months income. And the technology exists today to do something very similar. In fact, Nano is doing it in India. But if we took that technology in America and we could build cars that Americans really could afford, just think if we could build a four or $5,000 car or six or $7,000 car, if we built that car, not only would all kinds of Americans go out from underneath this debt and it would be unbelievable, but you could sell them in China, you could sell them in India, and it would be putting millions and millions and millions of people to work, even in those countries. I mean, it's amazing what that would do. So inside of the problem is this huge answer. 
that's blowing in the wind. And again, you can see that at ChristianCarGuy.com, my interview and Fox and Friends talking about how Henry Ford and that strategy worked. But way more fun than that is this whole idea of eagles. You know, God knows eagles better than anyone. When God spoke through Moses in Deuteronomy 32, 11, he said, like an eagle stirs its nest, that he stirred Israel's nest. And God was proving some deep understanding of life storms and trials when he did that. And I learned that this week from Matt Willis. He's the author of Learning to Soar. And these baby eagles in a nest, they grow fat and lazy, all cozy, because, you know, daddy is bringing them food eight times a day. And so at some point in time, their parents realize it's time to fly. And what are we going to do about this little fat baby eaglet who's so comfortable? He's got no reason to get out of the nest. And so they do something called stirring a nest, which God is explaining in Deuteronomy 31 through Moses. They start pulling out all the soft material. And when they do that, if you can imagine that they have sharp sticks and bones and all this stuff that, you know, from previous rabbits that are sitting in your nest, if you're an eaglet, and all of a sudden it's not so comfortable to be in there anymore because he's taken out all the grass and all the rags that you might have been sitting on. And then they quit bringing the food, which <laughs> is really scary. In fact, the father eagle will sometimes tease the little baby eagles, fly by them, and drop a fish so it goes to the ground so they can't help but see, wow, he's stirring my nest. It's time to get out of the nest and go <laughs> feed myself, which, again, is going to cause them to learn how to fly. Now, God used this illustration to show how he took Israel and got them out of the, you know, a prickly place, you know, bondage, essentially in Egypt, he needed them to get over to the promised land. But in order to do that, they couldn't be comfortable anymore they, where they were. And he also did that, if you think about it, to the, the church in the book of Acts, that at some point in time he expanded them because they got a little comfortable, too comfortable in their nest. And I'll bet you if you examine your own life, you're going to see, and I certainly have plenty of times where God stirred my nest, but it's kind of neat to think that God loves me so much, he's going to make sure that I get my wings flapping and I get a chance to test my wings. And in Isaiah, of course, we get this picture that if we'll rise up like wings like eagle, if we will take those storms and allow those to lift us on wings of faith, think about your faith wings that you spread out and trust in God that that's going to carry you. I mean, the answer is blowing in the wind. Yes, it's the Holy Spirit. And there's a little video I show at ChristianCarGuy.com. Go check it out. And right now you're going to hear this. Jailhouse Justice, part one, coming up. And now time for Christian Car Guy Theater with today's episode, Jailhouse Justice, part one. Jimmy and Allie are pulled over to complete the most important discussion of Allie's life. I don't really know what to pray, Jimmy. I know I want God in my life like you and Pastor Jack, but how can I do that? The thing I love about that question, Allie, is that you get Jesus as only you can. Pastor Jack got Jesus in a unique way, just like I did. Jesus knows what you are asking, and he also knows the way. After all, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Just tell Jesus what you really want and don't hold back. What is your heart saying, Allie? Okay. Jesus, I see now that you have been here for me all along, and please, 
please forgive me for not seeing you or hearing you. I feel like I was the one, the one that nailed your hands and feet to that cross, all so that I could have things my way. I was so wrong. You loved me and I, I didn't see it. Jesus, I want that love. I want to see you and have you in my heart, in my life, and I do believe you are my life now. Jimmy, these tears, I'm sad, but I'm so happy. What does it all mean? Streams of living water, Allie. The Jews, Jesus' people, considered the eye to be a fountain. And Jesus told us in the Bible, in the book of John, chapter 7, Jesus said, He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. It would appear that you believe, Allie. It happened the same way for me. It's hard to understand, but all I can say is, that river started coming out of my eyes then and has kind of never stopped. You know how easy I cry at movies. As Jimmy's Jeep was parked with Jimmy and Allie, the Under the Hood gang were listening to the whole conversation and hung on every word. This was just too much for Mosey Motor Oil. Yeah, the really slick thing I'm telling you is that Allie just got an anointing. I mean, there is rejoicing in heaven and under the hood. Mm-hmm, under the hood too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, Tammy Tensioner. Ah, oh, Mosey, you're talking about fresh oil. What an anointing and what a present in the present tense for sure. Right, Gracie Kiestink? Absolutely, Tammy. What an abundance of grace. My tank overfloweth. But I gotta say, Satan's plans tanked when it comes to Allie. Jimmy cranks up the Jeep and within moments they're passing the jail. Jimmy, would you think it's crazy to go and speak to Brad in jail? I just feel like, well, something's not finished there. I guess not. I think Eustace is there, as Corolla is anyway. Let's see. Jimmy pulls into the jail parking lot and Allie and Jimmy head in. Well, Jimmy and Allie, it's good to see you. I just came over for guard duty. I thought they were expecting you guys at the church. Why are you two here? Well, Allie wanted to see Brad. Right, Allie? Yeah, Eustace, can we see him? Well, have you lost your ever-loving mind? Uh, who knows what, what he would have done with you, Allie? Why on earth would you want to see him? Besides, after your Jeep got through with him, Jimmy, Brad's in the hospital with third-degree burns. He has two state police escorts with him, and as soon as he gets on his feet, he's headed for the Denver prison system. He, he won't be able to get a visitor until he's there anyway, Allie. Just then, the police radio breaks in. Beaver County Sheriff's Office, 1074 in progress. Beaver County Hospital, shots fired. Suspects fleeing Highway 11, headed south. Late model black sedan. What's a 1074, Eustace? Holy cannoli! Oh, what do you mean, what's a 1074? A 1074? Well, oh, hang on just a second. Let me look here in my pocket guide here. Oh, oh, a 1074. That's a jailbreak! Oh my goodness, from the from our hospital, Allie. Brad's on the loose. Oh, Jimmy, can I take your Jeep? I, I don't think this is a job for the Corolla, and the sheriff has our car out on his way to Denver. Oh, here, here's the keys to the Corolla, and oh, and get Allie somewhere safe. May, maybe back to her grandparents. I'll see if I can head them off. Sure, Eustace. Isn't everyone over at the church? We'll go over there. Take the Jeep. 
We'll be praying, Eustace. The gang under the hood jumps into action. Spalding Sparkplug announces, It's time to charge, guys. Let's get plugging. Sally Serpentine. Let's get Viper active, sweetie. Thanks for the encouragement, Spalding. We'll make those guys lay miserable. Right, Frenchy Fender? <laughs> May we, Sally? It is time to make those jailbreakers like the kitchen floor boys. Linoleum blown apart. Brad the photographer has escaped with Ned. Ned is the Noir's minion, and the two of them are speeding down Highway 11. The Noir is a nefarious crime boss. He's the one that ordered Brad originally to kidnap Allie. Brad's jubilation about escaping is about to turn to terror when he has an unexpected conversation with Ned, the Noir's minion. Ned, boy was I glad to see you. That was more adventure than I bargained for back there. The Noir's not big on failure, Brad. He wasn't about to risk you saying anything, if you know what I mean. (laughs) He wanted me to share this with you. Ned hands Brad a picture and Brad's face turns to horror. No, 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 he knows I would never talk. He wouldn't. You take care, Brad. Make good use of your time. Ned hops into the SUV and speeds away, leaving Brad sitting there in terror. Meanwhile, Jimmy and Allie have made it to the church. Allie? Jimmy? What's wrong? Oh, you two look like you've seen a ghost. There's been a jailbreak. Shots fired. There were two state police guarding Brad, but he escaped just now. Eustace has gone after him. But what's Eustace going to do when he catches them? (laughs) Great question. Tune in next month for another episode of Jailhouse Justice here on Christian Carguy Theater. Now, here's Danny Dipstick and Randy Radiator to review today's episode. Uh-huh, Randy. When Brad was safe in the hospital, he looked so peaceful and innocent, lying there under his big fluffy blanket. (laughs) (laughs) That just goes to show you, Danny, you can't judge a crook by its cover. (laughs) See what I did there? I said crook instead of book. Uh, Yeah, and I don't think Brad's just real happy about the state he's in. (laughs) Danny, (laughs) well, you know, bad company, like all sin, will take you farther than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay, and cost you more than you want to pay. It sounds like Brad is completely overdrawn in a big way. Say goodbye, Daddy. (laughs) See you later, Radiator. We so enjoy doing Christian Car Guy Theater, and we would encourage you to listen to all our episodes. There's 23 now at the website. If you go to christiancarguy.com and click on Christian Car Guy Theater, you you can listen to any of the previous episodes. Check out the cast and crew page where it lists all the different actors, actresses, writers, etc. that work on Christian Car Guy Theater, for which we are all so grateful the Lord has assembled for us. We'd also encourage you to check out the Jesus Labor Love. That's car repair labor for single moms, widows, and families in crisis. And like most weeks, we struggle to meet the needs of the people that make applications. And we'd ask most of all that you would pray for us, that God would guide us in order to help these folks, that he would guide the many repair facilities that help us to do that and give them the uh, time in order to, to help above and beyond what they're doing to feed their own families. 
You can find all the repair facilities that help us on the Jesus Labor of Love at ChristianCarGuy.com. And of course, and what a great way to find a good mechanic in your area is to find those that are helping others. Lastly, this week, as I've reflected on this idea that the answer is blowing in the wind, it is my prayer that like I show you on the website in the little gliding experience, that you would use the Holy Spirit as your telltale to catch those thermals of God's love as it comes through the storms, lifting you like an eagle above the storm and safely at the feet of Jesus. So as those storms come your way, why not use the little yaw string of the Holy Spirit to guide you to the feet of Jesus? Because the answer really is blowing in the wind. The answer is blowing in the wind.